0: Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 25 of the Jeff Reads His Book Podcast. I am your host, Jeff, and today we're going to be reading chapter 3 of Offworlder, a book I wrote in a month. Well, if you want to contact the podcast or me directly, you can always find uh, all my contact information on my website at com. You can find email, Twitter, Mastodon, and uh, yeah, that's it. So, well, here we are for another episode, another week, and uh, one disappointing thing is there's been no feedback yet from this new quote-unquote season of Jeff Reads' book. Not surprising, though, because this book is incredibly dull so far. I don't even know what to say. Uh, whew, it has been a rough one so far. <laughs> but there is very exciting and good news. That's right, folks. The actual book has arrived. I ordered two print copies for myself, and they finally showed up. Um, it took Amazon approximately, uh, I think it was 13 days to mail them. (laughs) So, it looks like, in fairness, on the back of this book... Alright, why don't we, why don't I talk about this a little bit. So, I ordered them on July 11th. It looks like it was actually printed on July 20th. So, it took nine days for them to print it. And then it got to my house in, like, two days. Which is, what the hell, nine days? I mean, maybe they were... They were probably reading the pages as they were printed because they were like, this is so good. So exciting. But it, it's a little frustrating. But anyway, the print book is here, and it is pretty exciting. So it is very much similar to the Bringing Balance print book for all those people who bought a print copy, which would number in the low zeros. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, Let's see here. This is very similar, except instead of a black and white, this is a red and white book. So I think it's going to look... And it has very similar covers that were designed by me and myself with my incredible uh, graphic... What do you want to say? Graphic design skills? Yeah. Yeah. Let's say that. And it looks pretty awful, I'm going to say. I'm really, like... Just looking at the front cover, I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is a self-published book." <laughs> I don't know what else I could do to make it not that, but I also don't want to spend time on the damn cover. I'm most—if anybody's buying this book, they're getting the stupid ebook anyway. So what is that? What's the point? <laughs> anyway, so it looks just like Bringing Balance, except. I think in Bringing Balance, there's like a diagonal line on the cover, and Bringing is in white with a black background on the top, and then Balance is in black with a white background. Now, Offworlder is just one word, right? So, uh it's still along that same diagonal, but... ah, uh, How do I want to say this? Like, the top half of the word is white, and the bottom half is red. It actually makes it kind of difficult to read. <laughs> I really... I, I'm really having trouble, like, making out the name of this book when I look at the front cover. It's not great. Not great. But what do you expect? I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, anyway, uh, let's if we read the back, I don't think there's a typo. But let's go through this a little bit. So in bold, it says, Starting a career as a mage can be difficult for some, especially when you're relatively new to the world of magic. Note that it says the World of Magic, not just to World of Magic, (laughs) like it says on the old Bringing Balance covers. So under that, it's not bold anymore, it's a little more direct, but it says, Henry McCallum, an off-worlder and aspiring warrior mage, is it aspiring? I guess so, yeah, sees everything as a whimsical challenge. Though most things come easy to Henry, much to the chagrin of his new co-workers, he remains constantly distracted by Margot LaFleur, a reserved mage with a complicated history who remains suspicious of the newcomer's motives. Ooh. Spoiler alert, Margot's in this book. <laughs> in the midst of mysterious disappearances in this magical world, can these newly hired mages and their friends successfully navigate... Through a world of hidden motives, politics, and social events? Nah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to say that I, that last line really oversells this book. <laughs> Then, after a little space, it says, Offworlder is the exciting prequel to Bringing Balance, the epic adventure featured on the Jeff Reads His Book podcast. <laughs> Why wouldn't I add that? It's more fun. <laughs> so that's what the back cover says. Um, other than that, it looks pretty standard inside. Uh, I think I did a, like, a better job. Like, I don't think there's any... Like, margins being exceeded in here. I tried to figure out how to detect those and stuff when I was making it. And uh, it seems like there's, like, a shit ton of hyphenations in this book, though. That's not great. I don't know how it came to that decision, but it looks a little better. A little better. I had to change some settings. Because now I'm using, what, the Kindle Direct Publishing instead of CreateSpace? CreateSpace was awesome. Kindle Direct Publishing not so much, not so much. But, uh, so I think like my text is narrower, like the, the, the amount of space I'm making hand motions, like you can see. But, uh, one thing I did do though, is I made it print on cream paper. So I think Bring Balance came on white paper and the cream paper, you know, it really makes this book pop. It is pretty like this. I am excited. So, All in all, this book is 191 pages. I'm sure there's plenty of blank pages at the beginning of chapters and stuff. Remember, we talked a little bit about that. Here we go. Chapter 15 is on page 115. Oh, fun coincidence. Page 114, completely blank. So I think that's normal for books, but I'm not sure. I'm I'm really not sure. I'd have to get more books out, but I'm a little lazy and I don't feel like it. But uh, all in all, looks good. I think it appears thicker than Bringing Balance, but I'm not sure that it actually is more text. I mean, both these books were maybe 2,000 words over 50,000 when they were done. So, eh, they're about the same length, I think. So, I did read the back. Doesn't seem to be any typos. I know everybody's probably a little bit disappointed by that, the fact that this book might not be as full of typos as (laughs) the previous one. But don't worry. It does contain an equally terrible story, maybe even worse. But, uh, you know, with that said, why don't we start talking about what we're going to read today. So, for episode 25, we're going to be reading chapter 3 of Offworlder. So, in the print book, yes, finally, we can see that it is four pages long. So, in, uh, let me see, in these four pages... I will say that it will be pretty damn boring. But I think last week I said we were going to meet Margot, but we only saw Margot. So this week we're going to meet Margot finally, right? That's exciting. We're also going to meet another character who is named. I kind of flipped and said, oh, yeah, that's right, 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 right. And uh, we're going to have to see if I drag her along through this book. Oh, spoiler alert, we meet another girl. Okay, so we're going to have to see. And... Uh, you can take your bets now at how terrible a name I assigned to this person. Um, usually they're pretty bad, so, yeah, we're going to have to see for that. But there's not really much to say to introduce this chapter, because it's kind of dull. But I, I, I think we're going to have some fun with it. Um, it'll be good. It'll be good. All right, so uh, I guess there's n- I kind of feel like I'm delaying, but I've already spoken for like eight minutes, mostly because I'm admiring this print book. So, right now, there are technically two copies of this in the universe. So, you could be the lucky owner of copy number three if you purchase it now. Because, of course, you can purchase this book at com. There's links for Offworlder and Bringing Balance. Get them both. They'll look really snazzy next to each other on the shelf. Wouldn't it be awesome if they were in a box set? Ah. You know what, that's what, we're going to have to have like a, uh, maybe I'll just sell box sets. Like I'll order them from Amazon and then make a box by myself. Because I'm guessing Kindle Direct Publishing won't print a box for me to have all copies of my series in a box. That would be so rad though if they did. So I'm going to have to do it myself. And then I could sign them and then we could sell them and I could finally pay for my microphone. And now two copies of this book. Oh my god, this podcast is costing me like, I mean, if we ignore the hosting, oh, it's been like $46 I've spent on this podcast. That's a lot of money, right? I could probably, uh maybe I should count this Macintosh too, and that would really get my drive going to sell copies, because yeah, the Macintosh costs like $400, so. Anywho, why don't we go ahead and jump into chapter three. So, for today's episode, I am going to be sipping on a delicious glass of Evan Williams 1783 Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Ooh, on the rocks. You can hear that jingle in there, right? I think you can. It is fantastic. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, I actually bought some more today because I thought I might run out for this podcast. But I think I'm going to have plenty in the old bottle. Very exciting. I am freaking exhausted, though. So we are going to have to power through this. Did some yard work today. Whew, just exhausted. All right. Let's try reading this book on paper. I bet it'll make it better, right? All right. Chapter 3. The trio squeezed down one aisle of benches towards the small group of mages on the opposite side of the Great Hall. Great Hall, not capitalized, so not a proper noun. They're just saying it's great. (laughs) Henry noted that, generally speaking, this group seemed a bit less intimidating than those they had joined upon arrival. God, my glasses. Why am I wearing glasses? God damn it. All right. They were talking amongst each other, some laughing, most smiling. Henry continued to have trouble looking away from the woman with black hair. He grew increasingly thankful and nervous as he realized Janie was headed directly for her. "'Margo!' Janie called when they were halfway through the second set of benches. The woman turned to see who had called her, and her face quickly broke into a smile. "'Janie?' she said in a questioning tone. I didn't know you'd be here, Janie said, as she emerged from the benches, trapping Henry and Joe behind her. This is enough with the freaking benches. I I guess they're like side shuffling. Who's been to Catholic Church? It'll like shuffle down those goddamn pews until some idiot didn't put that, the foldy-neely thing down. Ugh, I hate that. All right, anyway. (laughs) Um, okay, so, uh, blah, blah, blah. The two women embraced. When they pulled away, Margot said, Wow, it's been years. When did I see, when did I last see you? When we both ended up at Engleford? Ooh, another place name. I don't think we've heard of that one. (laughs) Janie laughed. I think so. I can't believe you're here. Margot leaned to one side, her eyes falling on Henry and Joe, and Janie noticed. Oh, sorry, she said, stepping away from the benches. This is my longtime friend, Henry, and our new friend, Joe. Oh, page turn, huh? We're not used to this. Henry stepped out from the benches towards Margot. It's... Henry... I think there should be a comma here. Henry stepped out from the benches towards Margot, speechless, careful to allow Joe enough room to squeeze out as well. He was taken aback by seeing her close up. He had not expected her to be this beautiful. Margot stared at Henry expectantly. Oh, isn't this nice? Love at first sight. Turning towards Janie first, then back to Henry, she offered her hand. Hi, I'm Margot, she said. Hi, Henry said. After an awkward pause, he added, I'm Henry. Ugh. Laughing slightly, Margot said, It's nice to meet you, not capitalized, as the pair shook. I think that should be capitalized, because it's the first thing she said. (sighs) Glancing down, her hand froze. Are those your shoes? She asked, in what sounded to Henry like a shocked tone. Are those your shoes? She asked, in what sounded to Henry like a shocked tone. Uh, no. Well, yes. Yes. Yes, they're my shoes. He looked at her uncomfortably. They're amazing, she said, meeting his eyes, then looking back down at them. Henry looked at Janey, who simply shrugged and Joe, as I said, Janey interrupted. Margot looked up, and Henry realized he still held her soft hand in his own. Ah, she withdrew it with a smile and held it out to Joe. Nice to meet you, Joe, she said. Likewise, he added, far more confidently than anything Henry had yet uttered to her. What is it you do, Joe? she asked. Potions, he responded. Oh, very nice, she said. I know almost nothing about them. I'm terrible with them. Turning to Henry, she asked, what about you? Henry tried to muster some confidence for a moment. Warrior mage, class two, he said. Humph, Margot Hummed as she raised an eyebrow. Hmph I, I, I have HMPPF. Humph. I think that's fine, yeah. Kind of like a, humph. yeah, yeah. Do I have to do it again? I <laughs> uh, hummed with a raised eyebrow. Turning to Janie, she asked, should we go outside for dinner? Yes, I'm starved, she said, especially after this joker made me walk here from Sandhill. Henry scowled at her as all the mages began filing out of the Great Hall. Again, not capitalized. Joker makes her sound like... What do I want to say? That, like, drunk stranger at a bar who slaps you on the back? Ah, this Joker here, he bought himself a Bud Light Lime! (laughs) Ha ha! You know, that kind of guy, Joker... Somebody says Joker. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, drinking break. Ooh, this is a real short chapter, so I think this is my only drinking break. So why don't we enjoy this bourbon, right? Hmm. I do like leaving all the dead air space when I have a drink. There's a big flat line on the computer where I'm actually having a sip. I like that. All right. <clears throat> As Margot and Janie walked ahead of him, chatting and trying to catch up, Henry felt lightheaded, almost dizzy. You know what? This is interesting, because the last section of this chapter was a Henry one, right? Because he was shocked at how pretty Margot was. Now, this section of the chapter is apparently still Henry, yet there was a drinking break. So I'm going to say this was a mistake. Right? It should have been the same section of the chapter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, right. Okay. As Margot and Janie walked ahead of him, chatting and trying to catch up, Henry felt lightheaded, almost dizzy. Obviously, he had seen and met beautiful women before. Oh, wow, what a hunk. <laughs> but he felt something different when he looked at Margot. After trying to determine what exactly it was, he concluded that it had to be love at first sight. Ah, She made him excited, anxious, and nervous all at once, a sensation he was not familiar with. Joe walked alongside him as they exited the temple. On the steps, he said to Henry, "I, I think I'm just going to head home now. I have some food there. Henry turned to him with an almost pleading expression. No, no, no! You have to come to dinner," Henry said, grabbing at his robe. Both Margot and Janie glanced back at the two men. Both, both Margot and Janie glanced back at the two men, both appearing nervous. Henry managed to smile. Okay, let's. I think the Joe and Henry are the ones that are appearing nervous. God, that sentence stinks. At the two men, comma both appearing nervous. I guess. Did. The bolts have to be in this... uh, Two bolts in the same sentence? It's so bad. All right. I... All right, he said with a surprised expression. I... All right, he said with a surprised expression. Henry saw Joe trying to study his face, and Henry turned to look straight ahead. The pair followed along behind the two women wordlessly, around to the side of the temple, and under the tent... Uh, More picnic tables had been dragged under the tent (laughs) and a small buffet had been set up on the tables where the, quote, welcoming committee had staffed the area area earlier that day. Janie and Margo navigated towards a still empty table and headed to sit opposite each other. Henry fell in behind Janie, leaving Joe to sit down adjacent to Margo. On each table was a picture of what appeared to be... Beer upon inspection, and two bottles of wine. Ooh, fancy. Henry nodded in approval at seeing this. Janie, looking around the tent, agreed, saying, Very nice indeed. This feels a bit more welcoming. You didn't find the staffers charming this morning? Margot asked with a smirk. Ho, ho. Not so much, Janie replied. Two more mages mages wandered over to sit with them, introducing themselves as Trevor and Pauline. Pauline's going to be my roommate, Margot announced. We met today. Just the two of you, Janie asked. Nope, Pauline said. We're waiting to meet our third. Janie's eyes widened hopefully. What house, she asked. 27, southeast, Pauline said. Using the words for 27? Janie clasped her hands together. Oh, thank God, she exclaimed. I'm your third. And that's the end. Very exciting. I think the 27 being spelled out, and then southeast is two separate words. There's some word padding again, right? Usually that's word padding when I spell out numbers. But that's the end of the chapter. So, uh, I really messed this up, didn't I? So that's the how do I say that? That ends chapter 3. Well, I really do have to apologize for the way I ended that chapter. I don't know. I think it was because I had comments on like the second to last line of it and uh it kind of fell apart there at the end. <laughs> I think I usually say that ends chapter or whatever and yeah, that that really came out bad. Oof. <sighs> But we're not gonna edit it, I mean, right? with this podcast gotta keep rolling, right? oh, one take Jeff here, yeah, so, like I said, chapter three pretty dull, pretty short, so not too much happened, um,, whew, what they had a meeting, well, no, this was after the meeting, and uh, it, this encompasses all of like three minutes of their lives, right? This was just nothing happened in it. They walked outside and sat down to eat, but they didn't eat. They didn't have a meal or anything. That Maybe that's chapter four. Let's take a peek, huh? Ooh, or should I leave it as a cliffhanger? I'm just going to take a peek. Because if they have dinner together in chapter four, that's going to be really annoying. Oh, they don't. Thank God, right? Because we could have just wedged all that back together. <laughs> yeah yeah so okay. we did meet margot very exciting, right She seemed um interested in Henry's shoes and not so interested that he was a warrior mage like I think what I was going for with that oomph or whatever the h m m p f is kind of like a you know uh that noise you make when somebody tells you something that they think's interesting and you're like, yeah i don't I don't care that uh yeah, mm-hmm. Eh, might have been better, but I think that was too strong. I didn't want her to seem, like, too much of a a bitch. So, yeah, she's more just like, hmm, okay, yeah, good for you, buddy. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was going for there. Uh, We met a new character, right? Pauline, or at least a new name. I mean, we'll see how that goes. I thought it was rad that they mentioned a place in these books, Angleford, I want, I don't think that's going to appear any other time in this series. <laughs> that would be shocking if it did. <laughs> but you never know, I suppose. I mean, it wasn't in Bring Balance. There were only three places actually named in Bring Balance. Now, we went over that in the retrospective a little bit, but uh, there's only three places named there. So Engleford was not one of them. And I think in the sequel book... I don't know. I doubt they went to Engleford. That would be a shock because I don't know how I would remember that name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was pretty dull, pretty dull chapter. I mean, obviously Henry Smitten. Uh, he's got that ego thing going. The obviously he had met beautiful women before. Wow, who says things like that? <laughs> Even in your inner monologue. Well, I've met some beautiful women, but <laughs> ugh, Ugh oh, boy. So, yeah, we're going to have to, I don't know, we're going to have to see where this book goes. Because so far, it's gone nowhere. What All that's happened so far is they've been to, they filled out employment forms and went to a meeting. And they got to have dinner, but we don't get to hear about that. Ugh, I don't know. I'm not really feeling this book yet. This is super dull. <laughs> if there are some exciting points. There are. But you know what? This is very frustrating at this point. Ugh. What a slow start. Anywho, why don't we do some discussion questions? How's that sound, huh? All right. So, question one. So, Margot looks down at Henry's feet and pretty jazzed about his sneakers, right? So, question one. Have you ever been excited by someone else's shoes, huh? Have you? I can honestly say the answer is no. Maybe... I don't think excited's the right word. I mean, when I was in high school, there was a little bit of that, uh, you know, I played soccer in high school. People got pretty excited about what kind of cleats other people got. I wouldn't say excited is the right word. I'd be interested maybe, because I don't know, maybe that's a long shot. <sighs> I don't. Th- I don't even think it qualifies. I would be excited by my shoes. That happens pretty regularly, but that doesn't count. Are you excited by someone else's shoes? I think that's a good question, especially opposite sex. If you have a a case when that occurred, wow, that would be impressive. All right. All right. Question two. What was that line that stupid Janie said that I really despised here? Okay. Janie says, yes, I'm starved, especially after this joker made me walk here from Sandhill. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, have you ever used the term Joker outside of playing cards? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I haven't, unless I was trying to sound like some other person. I I just feel like people who say Joker, I don't know. I don't know, it sounds like kind of a... I don't think bro is the way to go. You know, it sounds more like um, uh, somebody who doesn't want to swear. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just ugh, ugh. It makes gives me chills at how bad it sounds. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm really upset it's in the book. <laughs> all right, all right. Question three. All right, we met a new character, Pauline. Here's your discussion question: Will we see Pauline again? All right, and okay, it's two parts. All right, will we see Pauline again? Let's start with that. All right, so. Uh, I happen to know, but we have to take into account a few things, right? First, there's my well, you know what, in Bring Balance, I did come up with names, but they all stuck around, right? I feel like I was just coming up with names for the hell of it, right? So you know, based on that, I guess we'd say probably, but I think the more evidence it lies with the fact that she's gonna be the roommates with Janie and Margot, so probably we're going to see her again. Will she be important in the book? Maybe that's a better question. We'll have to see. All right. Second part of the question. How's that name? Huh? All right. Pauline. I don't know. Is that better than some of these other names I've given people in these books? It it is undoubtedly better than Janie and Joe. Both those names stink. (laughs) I don't even know. How did I come up with Joe? Like... I must have been—I'd say this book was probably less prepared than the—than Bring Balance was. So I probably didn't have, like, a real fleshed-out—fleshed-out? Fleshed-out, fleshed out, right? Idea of what characters I were going to have and, you know, what their names were, what they were going to do. So my guess was I was writing chapter one. And I was just like, his name's Joe. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't want to think about it. That'll be quick. <laughs> but, I don't know. I think Pauline is mildly better. It's a little closer to Margot in terms of, like, interesting, maybe. But uh, it's still pretty bad, right? Nobody's got... Like, you can't compare this to, like, a uh, Lord of the Rings, where th- those are some good names for things. So, yeah, yeah. So... Let me know if you thought Pauline was a good name. I don't know anybody named Pauline, I don't think. Never have. So, not sure where that came from. Yeah, I guess it's just random. Yeah. So, if you want to answer these discussion questions, please write in. You can uh, go over to com and they've got some contact information over there. So, you can reach me via email at jba at sdf. Dot org, Or you can reach me on Mastodon in the Fediverse at JBA at Mastodon.sdf.org. Or if you're on Twitter, you can shoot me a tweet at Fortran Jeff. That's a nice easy one. I don't know why I was, like, delaying there. I think I've had too much whiskey. Yeah, probably. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm on Reddit as Printstar, but... I don't know why you would contact me on that, but I do, again, I've started publishing the, on the weekly podcast thread. I do mention that, oh, hey, it's a new exciting episode of Jeff book. I, I think I've gotten maybe a few listeners from that. I should really check the download stats and see if anybody's listening to this. So far, the only thing, person I've heard is my wife. So I know Glenn from our Bringing Balance retrospective was Maybe going to listen. I'm not sure if he's listening yet. Glenn, if you're listening, right into the show. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I guess that's all we have for today. I apologize for a short and very dull chapter. I'm going to peek ahead right now and just see if we're going to have, like, maybe a longer chapter next week. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) But it'll be all right, I guess. I don't know. I'm not seeing a lot of... uh, Oh, boy. We're going to get hit with a lot of names. (laughs) But it's going to be good times, all right? But until next time, keep on reading!